Hello, fancy people. Shurjan here, another episode of My Personal Mentor. So we're all cocooned up in this quarantine, and that's great for us. And it's also a good time, especially given the way the economy is actually behaving, to come up with good ideas for a startup. So a lot of people during these times, you know, worry because they lose their jobs. You know, companies aren't hiring. And they kind of feel stuck, especially young people who just finished college and they're like, hey, what am I going to do next? The good thing is when you know the entire economy and the economic machine is at a standstill, it's actually one of the best times to think about starting your own startup. And because you have all the time at your hands, you're at home, uh, you know, you have a lot of time to focus on something, focus on something you're passionate about. So today's episode, I'm not going to specifically talk about a specific idea, but I'm going to actually help you guys think about how I go through my idea generation for a startup. So there's millions of ideas out there, right? But you can't just sit there and come up with an idea for your next startup because that's not how it works, right? If it worked like that, you know, people would just sit there, keep on going, keep on going, and they would have one failure after another. So Starting a startup is not that easy. We all know that it's hard, takes a long time, usually, you know, takes eight to 10 years for it to be successful if it's lucky and successful. Uh, and, you know, we all know like 95 plus percent of startups actually fail. So point is, you can't just sit in your room and, you know, pause and just brainstorm about ideas. So ideas have to come naturally and, and you never know when they're going to appear. Sometimes they can come from anywhere. There's a funny line that I uh, read some, someplace which said ideas are like rats, you never know when you're going to see one. So based on that, ideas can come from anywhere. But I have a few ways and tips that I think can help you uh, come up with ideas uh, as you live your life. So that takes me to the first part, which is living life. I think the first way for you to figure out an idea is to just live your life. So live your daily life from morning to when you go to bed and think about all the things that you do. So let's just say starting today for the next seven days, I want you to notice everything that you do. When you wake up, what are some of the things you do? When you, let's just say, go to the you know restroom, what do you do? When you shower, like, is there anything inconvenient in that? When you go drive your car to the mall or when you buy things, all right? Let's just say you go to the gym, you know, what's, what's, what's good, what's not good? So in every aspect of your life, when you're eating food, just think about all those things. But before you even think about them, just live your life for one week and take note of the things that you're doing. Next, from all the things that you're doing, you'll start noticing some things that you hate doing, right? Like you'll be like, oh, why, why do I have to do this all the time? I'll give you an example. In my life, you know, when I brush my teeth in the morning, I hate squeezing toothpaste out of that tube. That's kind of annoying, right? That's just one thing that's annoying. Similarly, for example, when I'm going for a run, I have to change into my running shoes, I have to tie those shoelaces. Not hard to do, but sometimes annoying. Right. So that's just, those are just some examples. Or, for example, when I'm making a, a sandwich and I need, a, you know, a can of tuna to open that can of tuna, I have to find a can opener and like, you know, s- screw that uh, top of can open. A little bit annoying. Takes work. And I'm like, you know, is there a better way? It must be a better way. So there's a million things like that that you'll do during a date, which are going to feel annoying. And just, it'll, they'll just feel like, oh, man, there must be a better way. So any of those items, I want you to put them on a list. So now this is called a master list. So I always have a master list that's running and anything that I find annoying that I think I could improve, right? I put it on a list. And this is just sample size of me. Imagine if I was the only person, you are the only person living in the world and you feel like that's a problem for you. 
and you wish you could fix it or someone would fix it, you would pay for that service, that should go on your list. Okay, so here's a, a master list that you've created. Now, when you have a master list, and remember, this is not a one-time list. This list will get updated on a daily basis, weekly basis. But let's just say you have this list, and there's about like you know 20 things on this list. What you're going to do next is you're going to say, is this only a me problem? Or you think this problem affects most people? So if this is only a you problem, and specifically just a you problem, like it's only associated with your life, I would just cut that uh, problem out because it's too small of a market size for that. All right. Now I'm not saying the problem that you're facing, other people probably, you know, don't face as well. I'm sure a lot of people face the same problem, but if it's specifically, if you really think about it and you're like, okay, this problem is just my issue. I hate doing it, but I'm sure most people that I know don't, don't have a problem with this, then just cut that problem off that list. So now you've reduced that list. And this is where, you know, we're going to get into the concept of evolving and evolution of that list. So now that you've removed some of the ideas because those, those are just problems that only, only you face, what I want you to do is think about how would you fix those problems and just high level ideas. Just generate some ideas. Okay. If it's like, uh, you know, an issue with like, let's just say like, a, for example, like, you know, using a shampoo bottle. A lot of times there's not enough uh, uh, shampoo left in the bottle and you have to really shake it to get the shampoo out. What if you could design a bottle that was built another way where the, the entrance or the mouth of the bottle was on the bottom? Simple solution for a problem that you face on a daily basis makes sense. So start iterating on the remaining ideas, just high-level iteration, where it's just like high-level idea generation where you're like, okay, how would I fix this as a level one problem? So start doing that. And as soon as you start doing that, you'll realize some problems are just too complex and too large for anyone to solve. They're just not going to happen. Like, for example, I hate commuting from home to work, and it takes me two hours. Now... There's no way for me to fix it unless I have hundreds of billions of dollars and my name is Elon Musk, right? Just can't do it. So the so point is some of those problems that are just too capital intensive, just too out of the you know way, just cancel those off. So now again, you've shortened that list. So now you have a little bit more crisper list, which is not just a problem that you think it's only exclusive to you. Plus it has some sort of a solution that is somewhat possible and not too capital intensive. Now what I want you to do is take those remaining ideas and I want you to basically go back and forth with it. So I want you to actually like reiterate on those ideas. Now, what does that mean? Means like, you know, give it a rest for a day, give it a rest for two days, come back to that list, right? Come back to the list and really think about each idea again and again and again, right? And what you'll realize is a lot of those ideas start sounding less fun, less passionate, less exciting. Something that even if, even if that problem does exist, even though there is a solution for it, you yourself are not going to be passionate and excited about working on that problem and solving that because it's just, you're just, it's just not fun for you. Like it's not going to be something that you want to dedicate five plus years of your life to. So again, cut that problem. That's not your problem to solve. Even though it affects you, that is not where your passion lies. Another problem that you got to cut from that list. So now you have an even sharper, even refined, more refined list. And maybe you have three to five ideas on this list, maximum, right? Now, this is, again, we started from 20 ideas. We brought it down to three to five. So we've actually reduced 70 to 80% of ideas that are obviously, I'm sure, great ideas, just not good ideas for you. And we're going to actually double down on the ideas that are left. So take those remaining ideas. And what I want you to do is talk to three friends that you trust. Now, when I say three friends that you trust, you got to be very, very careful who you share these ideas with. I don't mean that, oh, you know, don't share them because someone's going to steal your idea. Remember, 
nobody can really steal ideas. These days, the ability to create a business is actually pretty fast. You can actually create a business very easily. So, you know, any idea that you have, there's going to be a competitor that comes up within a week, within a month, within six months. So, you, you know, protected, being protective of your idea is not going to help you at all in this situation. And nobody's going to steal your idea. Even if they do steal it, and even if, they're, if their go-to-market is faster than you, I wouldn't be worried about it. Remember, it's all lies in the execution. Who can execute the best? Best example is think about it. Uber came out. Uber was a great idea, had a moat around it. There was a complex business model, all that stuff. So they thought they had enough of a lead. But guess what? Lyft came up, Grab came up, DD, Ola. There's so many businesses that came out around there, Kareem, and they all kind of own their market and they're all doing great. So I wouldn't be worried about that. Just focus on what you're doing. Don't worry about competition. So back to the point about having those three friends. Talk to three friends that you trust. Now, that doesn't mean trust from an aspect of, hey, I know this guy for a long time or this girl for a long time. I trust them. The aspect of asking these friends are people who are actually going to give you good feedback. Now, there's a couple of types of people that exist in the world, and it's important for you guys to understand this. There's a type of person that exists who, if you tell them something, they're always going to be backing you up. They're like, oh, I love this. I'm, I, you know, I'll get in line, and I'm going to follow you wherever you, you know, we need to go. Okay, good person. That's a, that's a good person to have around you. Another type of person is you tell them something and they're going to basically put their foot down and they're going to be like, no, this is a bad idea and here are the reasons why this is bad, right? Also a good person because they're very, like, they're, they're thoughtful about what they're saying. They have a reason for it. They have a fact, uh, you know, based approach. And that's something that you can actually follow. But there's a third kind of person who not only gets in the way, says no to you, but doesn't even get out of the way, doesn't give you any sort of like recommendation, any feedback, you know, they just say, like, if you tell them your idea, be like, hey, I'm like, you know, working on this idea, what do you think? And they'll be like, meh, no, not going to be successful, not going to work out, right? Or even if they say, oh, cool, I think it's going to work out. Those are the people that just don't get in the way and give you actual useful feedback. Do not discuss the idea with them. So people that you want to discuss idea with are people that are thoughtful, that can walk through the you know multiple layers of that problem, can give you actual feedback versus just like a gut feeling. You don't want to discuss ideas with them. So find those three people in your life who you've known in your life who actually are great people to bounce ideas off of, where your idea can go from a level one idea and it can actually evolve to a level three idea or evolve to a place where it makes sense that, hey, this is not going to work. I've had a lot of friends of mine who love my ideas, but I've also had friends who actually you know, very quickly find the problem in that idea that I wasn't looking at. And as soon as they see a problem and they find a very unique angle, a different set of eyes on this, then easily that idea becomes a very low ranked idea in my book. Great. So now you've gone to these friends, you had three to five ideas, you went to your friends and guess what? You'll reduce two or three of them once you speak with them and you'll be left with one or two. Now, these are your master ideas. These are the ideas where I want you to go do the research. I want you to go dig every number that you can find. I want you to dig every potential company that may have worked on it, currently work, works on it. Find all the people that exist that you know, are working on this. This is where you need to be you know, networking, talking to the people, doing the surveys, really learning everything. And within six months, you should become an expert of it, right? So if you look at businesses, there's a founder called Moizali who started Native. Now he you know, started native and he didn't know anything about deodorants. But guess what? Within six months, he was the universal expert in deodorants. So become like that, become a person who is, you know, maniacally interested in the details of that specific idea or those two ideas and becomes an expert in that subject. 
And remember, you're not trying to do nuclear science here. Like most businesses are pretty simple. You buy something for $1, you sell it for $2, in the, and you make $1 of profit, and then you spend some money on marketing and other stuff, and you have 50 cents left over. Great. That's a great business. So figure out how you can, you know, learn as much as you can, and then figure out how you can create a bit, great business model around it. This is how you should be generating that idea flow. Now, once you've done all this step-by-step process, this is purely idea generation and getting to a somewhat of a useful idea. I want you then put that idea away for almost a month. So once you've done all this homework and all that stuff, maybe two weeks, let's say two to four weeks, you put it away, then come back to it and really realize, okay, even though I took a break from it, do I still want to do it? Is this still feasible? Do I still love it? Do I still want to wake up every day doing this idea? And only then, and if and only then, you double down and you pursue that specific idea. All right, guys, that's one way of generating ideas for your startup. It's just a little mindset that I think people should be aware aware of. I think it'll help you guys. It'll help you actually come up with better ideas and ideas that you actually will be passionate about. And if you're passionate about it, if you love doing it, and it seems like a feasible idea and people that you trust have verified it, there's a much higher chance of it being a success. Good luck. Uh, you know, let me know if I can be any help. Reach out to me on sharejohn.com and then we'll go from there. Next up is a letter from one of my students. All right, team. So again, my favorite part of the podcast, reading letters from my fans and my students. Today, we have a letter from Colin and Colin is from Canada. So Colin writes, Dear Sherjohn, my name is Colin and I'm a fourth year BBA student from this university. I attended your event this weekend and I enjoyed what you had to share to both myself and my peers. Your personal insights into the banking industry combined with your passion to help others is a shining example to those who aspire to live their dreams and build their own career path. I'm grateful of this knowledge you have provided me over these past couple of days and I will apply it in the coming weeks as the process begins. While the process to join your mentee network is hard, I hope I can join your cause someday and use my insights, whether career affiliated or personal, to make a difference in other people's lives. Thank you again for your event. I looking for I look forward to meeting you in the future. Regards, Colin. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for sending me this note. Uh, you sent me your email as well, so I have that. I will definitely reply to it. I will reach out to you. I will get connected. I'm really excited for you. Uh, and look, I mean, you know, these are the types of notes that keep me going. Like I've said, I've said it many times and I mean it, um, you know, and I have thousands of these letters and I hopefully I can do thousands of episodes of this podcast and, and unleash all these beautiful notes in all these beautiful handwritings and, and cards and formats that you send me. So really appreciate it, Colin. Thanks so much. It means a lot. And I will get in touch with you. Take care. Mm-hmm.